Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by Tri Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you usually ask the questions and we answer, but today we have a special feature that goes along with our sweat week. Um, so today I am asking the questions and we both are answering. I'm joined by my fearless, amazing co-host, Kristen Williams, and we both have wine glasses. Cheers. Cheers. The wine to go with the sweat. So we're going to keep it PG as we talk about ways to sweat, our favorite ways to sweat. Um, I already went over the science of sweat in Monday's episode, but let's just start the ball rolling with why do you love sweating, KB? Like what, what? What does sweating like indicate to you? Sweating for me, it indicates work, you know? So I feel if I, I'm actually let down, if I go to a yoga class and I don't sweat, I'm like, wait, what? And it doesn't have to be like a pouring sweat, but to me, that means my heart rate is working. You know, it means my body is thermoregulating. So it means I've gotten my core temperature up now. I mean, the funny thing is whenever I think about coming to your classes, I'm a cold-ish nature, you know, cold-ish natured person. And I so always have my sweatshirt on, but my husband just always gives me shit because he's like, you will take your sweatshirt on and off, you know, on an instant. Like, I don't like to be too hot. Don't like to be too cold. I'm like the Goldilocks of thermal regulation. <laughs> but so, and we see it in class. I come in, I got my hoodie on. We get halfway through the first set of abs and I'm like, throwing that thing off because the abs heat us up. Right. So, I mean, mm -hmm. we see it around the room, all of a sudden clothes start shedding, you know? Yeah. I love to sweat. I love to just feel like I'm detoxing in a way. What about you? What do you love about it? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think even before I really understood the science part of it, I just love, I loved that feeling. Like it was cleansing. I would go on these long, hot runs. Yes. And I remember sometimes actually just afterwards, as gross as it sounds, like just feeling like before taking a shower, just feeling the salt dry on my skin. And I was like, woo, you know, things were coming up. Obviously we don't want to lose too much salt because that's what is that, what comes out of the pores is water with a little bit of salt. So when you get that salt on the skin, you know, you've gone deep. 
yep. too. And I love taking a shower and feeling that kind of cleanse. So it's like the initial cleanse that I did. You know, it's like I did, I was my own washing machine. You know, yeah, it was irrigating and de deep cleansing. And, you know, I talked about this on the Monday episode. Like I also remember sometimes after having a little beer one night, you know, a couple cans of beer and then taking a run and just, and like, there was nothing quite like that. It was like simultaneously gross and also great because it was like the best way to get over, like if you drank a little bit too much or what, like it just poured, like you just you can, smelled like you can smell alcohol. It. You can <laughs> you legit can smell, smell it. it. I'm like, <laughs> it's you right. So it was, I, I really look at sweat as it is such a cleanser and it is when we do our own work, then it's even, it's satisfying. So I said, it's not like sweat, like just sitting out and baking in the sun, you know, and just having that kind of uncomfortable, like moistness, <laughs> but that like, like you said, coming in sweatshirt on your, cause I'm like you, I'm a little bit on the cold side and then bam, one set of abdominals and that feeling of the furnace from the inside out. And that's why we talk a lot about, you know, not necessarily heated yoga. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like people like heated yoga and it's fine. I think it's fine to do occasionally because it's actually promoting that sweating quicker. Yeah. And my biggest problem with it is that I think because this outside force is making you sweat, you actually, because you're trying to thermoregulate so much, you don't work as hard. Yes. You can't, uh -uh. you know, you just can't it, you, you can't. And some people say, well, you know, like runners go and they train in hot climates to prepare themselves. That's true. But they are still working. They're working. What they're working and acclimating. So it's happening simultaneously. That's different than working in a box, which is a room, not outside, where you don't have you, like outside, no matter how muggy it is, you still have fresh ventilation. So you're still working in the heat and you are probably struggling a little bit if you're not used to it, but then you do adapt. Inside, I think it's really mixed signals for our homeostasis. Like we don't get that fresh air that kind of helps us in our thermoregulation. So we're getting overheated really quickly and that immediately sends messages to the brain like, whoa, calm down, you're, you're doing too much. And so you really don't, feel like you can do as much. What are your thoughts on that? Well, and I think what you said right there is homeostasis. I remember living in Chattanooga. This was the first place, my first PT school job. Choo-choo. I want to go yeah, to Chattanooga. Oh, Choo-choo. Such, such a great town. And so when my best friend there, Crystal, she was my partner OT. So I was the PT. She was the OT. We did a lot of uh, treating together. Uh, we ran and trained for several marathons together. Now we worked the 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. shift. We would go running at 3 p.m. in Chattanooga, Tennessee, all through the summer. And I remember, you know, running by because we were uh, working. My husband, Tim, worked at UT Chattanooga and we would run by the uh, university and on their big, um, you know, like jumbotron by the stadium that always had time and temp, 103 degrees. And it didn't bother me because I was running all season long. So you, you know, that's the, it's the acclimation of the body. I couldn't have, I can't go down to Chattanooga right now and run three miles in 103 degrees. 
because I'm living in Wisconsin, that would crush me. So to me, it's the same thing. When you go into hot yoga, heated exercise, you spend most of your day in an acclimate, you know, like a air conditioned, and then suddenly you go, it's a real shock to not only your sweat, but your heart. I think of the effects on my blood pressure, it'll drop real quick, you know, and that's not an acclimation. Whereas that is runners, you train and you're going through the season. So it's slow. And I, I'm still kind of baffled that we would go run eight, nine miles at 3 p.m. at 100 and be, yeah, we'd be sweating our ass off, but we'd work up to it. We hydrated. So I think that's the difference. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a hot yoga class every now and then, but I don't go there to get a workout. I go there more to just get, you do, you loosen up, you know, it's like a nice way to stretch because I can't, I can't, I don't feel good working. I could never do a lit flow, a lit flow. I want to, you know, really feel a natural sweat. Laura, I remember first coming to your studio and just being gobsmacked. I mean, I was a marathon runner and I'd never sweat so hard in an hour ever than that. I, I, we've had many, many runners who said, wow, wow, I sweat more in this class than I ever have running a marathon. And I think it's that airflow you're talking about, you know, like when you're running, that's the whole purpose of sweat is to cover the body. So then you evaporate it out. And when you're running, that's amplified, but yes. Oh my goodness. And I think it is, again, starting with that, yeah, it's with starting going into the core stuff, heating yourself up naturally. You know, I'm going to go off of your tale about running because I did the same thing. I was working at a PT clinic. It was my year between undergrad and grad school. And it was a sports medicine clinic in Durham, North Carolina. Same thing as Chad. I mean, and I would run every day at lunch. So I had an hour for lunch. And so I would time it that I literally would run for 50 minutes and then I'd quickly like, you know, towel off. And I'm not saying everybody's comfortable with that. If you're going in, you know, nowadays it's a little different, but if you're going into an office, but I was, to me, my priority was I'm going to fit that in. I don't really care if I look a little sweaty at work. I just didn't mind. And so what I always want to encourage people, because we've had some people at the studio when we had the studio and they would ask if we had showers and I'd say, you know, we don't, but what's the, what is the priority? Like you can, like you can make yourself kind of cool off and powder up or whatever. I think that that working out and sweating is the priority over looking completely quaffed for work. That's me. Cause I'm like you, I want to be efficient. And I did that same thing. I did it high noon every single day. It's crazy. And I do, again, I got used, I got it used to it the same way. And I would be like, beat red face, wet hair. And I would just, again, put my hair in a ponytail, put my outfit back on. It was very air conditioned inside. Like you said, everything's so climate controlled that we sometimes don't, we've lost some of our natural ability to adapt. You know, we evolved, the the way we evolved actually allowed us to, to be successful because we could sweat. We could dissipate that, that heat. We could go out and forage, you know, other um, non-human primates couldn't do that to the same degree because they don't sweat. Right. They couldn't go out in bright, bright sunlight. So we had that ability. And I think that, you know, for anybody who's listening, like, well, I really want to break a sweat, but I, I just, 
I don't feel like I have the time for it always, or if I'm working, I would say, you know, prioritize that. And it's okay if you look a little sweaty for work. That's what I think. Like, especially now during these times, like who really cares if you're on Zoom or whatever, you got a little sweat on you. So moving on from there, what is your favorite way to sweat? Keeping it PG, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Now, okay. I mean, I do, I love a good run. I love just the other, because when I lost power, And, you know, usually I would be teaching. I was like, well, I'm just going to go for a run, you know, six miles run walk. But, you know, now my age, I'm like run walking. But I mean, I get soaked, you know, like my hair gets wet. I love to sweat running. That's probably my number one. I do love a sweaty Lara yoga class as well, which is really funny because you start. If you've ever been to a Lara Hyman in-person yoga class, you need to know where to pick your spot because it, and you need to know who sweats. I'm calling out Tim Williams and Bill Rogers right now. We love you, but we love you both. We love yeah. you both. Like it, They would literally, there would be a ring of sweat around them. And my husband would come to my classes and he would leave early because he had to go to work and I would be continuing to teach. So he would leave usually after the first side of the stream and run home and do the shower thing. And I would be continuing to teach, taking towels and like mopping up his sweat because it's just, it's just gross. And there would be like a a ring of emptiness around him where people started moving away. Because he's just <laughs> flicking, you know, with every plyometric activity, flicking sweat. So between him and Bill, they would have like their own little island of manliness in the middle. Right. Of your eight I know. Class. And we would always say, like, as you're leaving the room after class, just walk carefully because <laughs> there would be sweat from them and from other people. Yeah. And, you know, that's the sign of a run. I remember how the, the studio would steam up. Oh, like oh my terrarium. gosh. We would write, yeah, we would just write stuff on there. <laughs> yeah. But again, we are there. Our our temperature was never set higher than seventy eight or seventy nine, and um, and rarely honestly, that. it and rarely that because most people would just be like, no, oh, turn it down. So it was so funny. We had the opposite issue, where most people were wanting the thermostat lower because they knew they were going to do that natural body sweat. What's your favorite um, way? I want to know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's changed a little bit because I don't run anymore to that degree. Like we had our team meeting, which was so fun. And we did a scavenger hunt and I was running and I probably, it was a a total of a mile and a half, but I felt really great. And it again shows like my resting heart rate is the same as it was when, when I was running and it felt great. So I still am encouraged. Maybe I'll go out and run sometime. And I love that feeling. I totally agree that just where every part of you is dripping. And I just, I love sweating. I, I love it so much from exercise, of course, not from anxiety, but I, yeah, I love it when like I taught a class, a couple, maybe this past week. And I love it when I have that imprint on the mat. Okay. I'm so soaked that I, the whole, my whole body is left on the mat. So, um, in this day and age, it's really from the stuff that I do on the mat. I love sweating. The other day I was outside doing some fun little yard stuff and I was making it fun. I was running around and I mean, it was broiling outside and it felt really good to be hot, but it, it didn't feel like I was doing as much of it as as it was doing to me. So, and yeah, I would, I would say between running 
and yoga. Those are the two things. This type of yoga, for sure. Do you have any good, here I am asking you the questions, but do you have any good anxiety sweating stories? Because I do. I have a good one. Oh, okay. I don't have any good anxiety one, but I have a really funny story um, about sweat. I used to teach high-impact aerobics. I used to teach funk aerobics, like a hip-hop kind of thing. Totally see that. And I used to teach, yeah, I used to teach step. So I was teaching a step class. I was living at home during grad school and I had done the laundry or my mom, I, I, one of us had done the laundry and put it on my bed. And so I picked up whatever my shirt was, had a little tank top on and I was teaching class. And as I began to sweat more and more, all of a sudden I smelt this very strong cat pee. <gasps> and I was like, what the F is happening? And as it turns out, we had one cat who would love to, if you had any clothes lying around, would pee on it. So he had peed on it and it had dried, right? So my laundry obviously was there for like a day or two, folded, clean, but it was on the bed. I picked up that shirt. I didn't smell it when I had it on. It was when I started to sweat, the the wetness of me, like, I mean, and my parent. I came home and told my parents, like to this day, that's one of the funny stories. I was like, oh my gosh. And then there's, I mean, it's a packed room of people doing step. And I'm, and I didn't have like the type of yoga bras on we have now. I think I just had like a nice, you know, regular jogging bra. And I'm like, I can't take this shirt off. I smell like cat piss. Oh my God. (laughs) So it was just, it was so funny. I'm like, Okay, but it was not until I started. I mean, I was doing I, it. It's weird. I didn't smell it, and then I started sweating, and all of a sudden, it became such a stink. It was disgusting. But yeah, anxiety-wise, I haven't had one. So let me hear yours. Well, so mine. It's funny. I mean, I'm, I'm going to call it anxiety. But so when when we were in PT school, we were in our last year, our last, I think even our last semester, and we were doing a bunch of labs. And you know me, I'm really kind of hypermobile in my joints. I'm not super duper flexible, like I'm decently flexible, but my shoulders especially are super hypermobile. And so here you are, we're all learning about joint mobs. And someone's like, you have your little lab partner and they're like, Oh, you know, so they're taking my shoulder. Oh, oh, and it's like, oh, can I do it? Can I do it? And I'm I'm lying there. I'm like, yeah, no problem, because it doesn't hurt. But all, and I remember I had on track pants, you know, that's what, so those, those things don't breathe at all. So I'm wearing track pants and like a t-shirt and people are just literally subluxing my shoulder, you know, just doing AP glides. And all of a sudden my body just goes, (sighs) and it was, I, because I started feeling anxious because people were really going for it. You know, I mean, I could, I could feel my humeral head like leaving the glenoid fossa and coming back in. Oh, jeez! <laughs> I stood up and my track pants were literally, I was dripping. I hadn't, I hadn't lifted a finger. I was lying on a table. Like you'd peed in your pants. I, yeah. Basically my, my legs peed. Oh. That was the most acute sign I've ever seen of like, cause you know, I know like sometimes I'll get nervous and I'll be like, whoo, it's getting hot in here, you know, or whatever. But that I couldn't believe how wet I was. Like my underwear was soaked. My shirt was soaked from five minutes of that. And that's what that's, you know, that's, that's what the sign is called. You know, when, when you're doing that, that apprehension test, well, that was like a plus, plus, plus positive apprehension test because holy crap, that was, it was a very strange, we talk about just how, 
the body works parasympathetic, sympathetic, autonomic, you know, it's fascinating, quite frankly. It's yeah. truly- Yeah, it's like the anxiety and the- The stress, the my fear, body was releasing the stress. The stress. Yeah, through my pores. And yeah, it's like, right. It's like you were getting, I mean, not you were getting tortured, but it, your body was interpreting like, this is super invasive. This is wrong, yeah. It is so fascinating how our bodies communicate to us, you know, and it's always, again, from the from the nervous system. Like it was definitely registering something was- Stressful. I started Something getting nauseous. Was fear, fear I was like, I'm going to throw up. I, I, I was like, you guys got to stop. I'm going to, and I was like, whoa, it was crazy. Oh, geez. That is crazy. So, that's All right. Well, let's leave this podcast on a positive note and talk about like a couple of ways you would suggest for people to get a sweat on if they're not used to breaking a sweat regularly. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening are like, yeah, I got this. But what are some like quick ways for getting your sweat on? Well, you know, I mean, I think that it depends on, it's going to, I think, depend on your cardio level. So if you really want to mm -hmm. get a good sweat on, do some good core work. I mean, pop down and do one of our resets and you will surprise yourself with how much you will sweat in that 15 minutes of just lighting up your core. So that would be for the person who maybe isn't ready to take one of our lit fix or our lit hit classes, but they really want a good detoxifying or really just internal heating sweats. I mean, there's a lot to be said for saunas and, you know, things like that. They definitely have their benefit um, to detoxify the body. I know, you know, there's a limit. You don't want to be doing that too much. So, I mean, I, I don't ever do that, but I think if I had one, maybe I would. So I, I think for me, my first inclination and that, that's probably the biggest take-home message from Lit is that core work. It's obviously it's our thing. It's our more core. Reset. Do the reset. It, without a doubt, will make you sweat. And that can include or not Sun One, just which is a great way to, mm -hmm. after you get that body warm, to stretch it out and lengthen it out. What about, what do you say? Well, I would say you stole my idea. <laughs> no, but I agree. Like, it's so interesting I was just thinking as you were talking about it, like even doing these, it's fascinating doing these small moves with your abdominals working. It is, it just heats you up. Like you don't, and that's, I think what people think they do have to go like run hills or something, but yeah, core work is, that's very specific and going deep. Yeah. So you're yeah. not just using the superficial muscles, crunch. but like we do in our lit classes, I would say adding on to that, yeah, doing some like movements that you don't normally do. You know, even something like if you have a yard, going out and doing some kind of lateral kind of steps where you, instead of running forward, you just start going to the side, right? You know, just go one way and then almost like a football drill. Yeah. And that precision of agility combined with really holding your proximal stuff, like you could just do that. You don't have to add a hop to it, but you certainly could start adding more like a lateral skip like da, 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 grapevine type things. I mean, burpees are amazing. I always say, just warm yourself up for it. But, you know, five minutes of plyo is so, so successful at getting your body heated. I always do want to add, you do need to prepare. Like you can be really sloppy in your plyo and you might not even feel that much. You might not even feel sweaty. So really hold your center as you're moving in bigger ways. But you can do that 
do jumping jacks, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be that much. Just start to get your, that feeling of, you can feel it when your pores start to open to, to let that heat out. And that's when you know, like, okay, stick with it for another, you know, couple of minutes. So you, cause once you get it going, it feels so nice. It's again, that cleansing it's, we know that people who are fit sweat quicker yeah. and they sweat more globally. I talked about this on the Monday podcast. So it, the quick, you could also kind of like see like, how quickly do you start sweating? If you, if you picked the same routine, like how quickly would you start sweating, you know, and that could be a way of almost tracking your own fitness. So I think these are both great, great things. You can combine them. Totally. I always say, try and take more than five minutes. Once you get going, you'll want to do more. But I think sweating every day is, should be everybody's goal because it is purifying. It is really training our nervous system to be better at adapting into thermoregulation, but also the efficiency. Like we will become more efficient when we're better thermoregulators. Therefore, I can run or walk or do whatever I'm doing for longer because I'm not, my body isn't so unaccustomed to this demand placed upon it um, that it can calibrate like, okay, you're getting a little bit hot. We're going to start you sweating. And that could be within the first two or three, four, five minutes. So I hope well, those tips think. help. Yeah. I was going to say ahead. a brisk walk, like walk your dog. That amazes me. I'm freezing cold. I go walk my dogs for like 15 minutes and I feel great. Mm-hmm. Like I, that, that's, you know, one more. Cause you said running, walking. And I was like, walking, walking. Is oh yeah. Walking is great. Back. It might not be a, a pouring of a sweat, but it gets that. right. You, but you're going to get like, if you're walking and you know, you've got to take off that, like a cold and you have to take off that extra layer, you might not actually feel and perceive the sweat, but that is in the cold weather. That's your sweat, right? It's your feeling of like, I got to take this outer layer. So we want to go for that because again, that just, uh, it's so good. It's like that little zap of energy too, that we need. So everybody keeps sweating. We hope that we're yes. inspiring you and take our classes. Always check on the lit daily. We have lots of classes to make you sweat, but I think we're probably convincing you. You don't have to do an hour and 15 minutes to have a successful sweat. Choose what's going to be working best for your time frame, and get that sweat going. Perfect. All right. Thank you, my dear. Cheers. You. Cheers. I love you. And as always, everybody, we're pulling for you. Go get sweaty. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.